Did you ever wonder what it would be like to be one of the last people on Earth? We're talking ghost town! Who you see? There's nobody. I mean, there's nobody. What would you do? Hey, I'm sorry if the end of the world makes me a little nervous. Where would you go? The stars are up ahead! Well, get ready to find out, because the comedy's coming into your orbit. The legal drinking age is now 10, but... You will need ID. Let's be real. It's the night of the comet. What do you give me if I come back? Texas. Night of the comet. I'll be taking requests from all you teenage comet zombies. The night the teenagers ruled the world. Yeah! Night of the comet. The garden of civilization is on us. Fiction, isn't it? Welcome back to the show, everyone. Welcome back. It's October. First uh, episode of October. Yeah, absolutely. I've been waiting to do this movie for a while. Yeah. I've loved this movie for a lot of years, mm-hmm. and we finally get to talk it's about a good one. it. Listeners, my name's Pete. And I'm Scott, and, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that, made that made us gay. gay. Absolutely. Welcome to October. It's an all... Genre spooky <laughs> lineup for October. I mean, spooky, I guess this movie spooky, is technically a Christmas movie, but I mean, it has it has zombies in it. So, yeah, I think it classifies as, as an October movie. Yeah, it's got an apocalyptic, apocalyptic comet. It's got mm-hmm. zombies. It's got the Sherman Oaks Galleria. Let's do this, man. But um, welcome back to the show, Rudy Blue. Yes, Rudy, welcome uh, back to the show. So we watched Night of the Comet, directed by Tom Eberhardt, released November 16th, 1984. Yes, indeed. I was Wait six years Why old. Cheer. You were six years old when this came out? Wow. <laughs> did you see it in the theater? <laughs> I did not see it in the theater. Uh, neither did I, unfortunately. I, I mean, we're going to talk about where we first saw this movie. This movie is wild, but I mean... There's yeah. so much going on. I feel well. I feel like this movie too, within the past like ten years, has yeah. really been, I mean, reassessed in circulation more. I think this is a movie that really benefited from streaming, being on streaming platforms like Prime. We watched it on Tubi because, of course, <laughs> because of course, this movie is on Tubi. Right. It is the type of. It is a perfect. To be movie for a Saturday night. Well, I mean, I think it's had a cult following yeah. long before streaming. And also, oh, yeah. um, there was a big Shout Factory disc of this. Right. right that right. is the that is where I watched it. We rented this movie from Videotech. Did we? That's I had right. never seen this before. Okay, that was a couple years ago. Our video that. store did not have this movie. I don't ever remember looking at the box to this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of a movie that I've discovered probably through you. Through me, yeah. Do you guys have first memories I, of watching this movie? Yes, but really quickly, in, um, in reference to the box of the movie, yeah, yeah, like the original cover art. If I would have seen that, I don't know if I would have rented it. Okay, you know what I mean. But then they updated the cover art when they did the DVD release. Yep, you know, and that is way more appealing. But anyway, <laughs> and it's and it's Catherine on the motorcycle yeah, and they, um they've done yeah. two different versions. Like the Blu-ray version I think is a motorcycle one and then the the regular DVD version that first came out is just the both women in the front. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, 
the first time I saw this film was at home and it was on a VHS tape. That's right. uh, so my brother-in-law had cable. He wasn't my brother-in-law at the time. He was my sister's boyfriend at the time. And he had cable and his brother would record like everything yeah. on cable. And they literally like in their living room had a bookcase <laughs> full of VHS tapes and they were all labeled. They had like typewriter labels on them you know (laughs) and i would go over and be like can i borrow a movie you know and then they'd be like sure and each tape had like three movies on it always what was what were some of your favorite like triple features from the wall of movies i used to watch bachelor party a lot we love bachelor Bachelor party Party. in this household oh my god (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, that um, movie is like well i think we can eventually get to bachelor party there's (laughs) there's quite a few scenes that us gays can latch on to in that um bachelor party revenge of the nerds Mm -hmm. um night of the comet was one yeah Uh, there was like class of 1984 love it i just Um, watched that recently i had never seen it i have such a um fondness for the artwork for that movie in my childhood but um yeah there was just a lot and a lot of movies i probably shouldn't have been seeing oh absolutely and like i would rent i would rent i would borrow them and then i'd watch them with like the boys on the street on the not on the street like the neighborhood like guys that were my age the neighborhood kids we would all watch it and be like oh my god there's tits in this one you know like (laughs) (laughs) there's a male stripper scene in bachelor party oh wait oh yeah 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 the hot dog scene in Bachelor <laughs> yep. Party. Bachelor Party is crazy. I mean, we have not covered it on the show. I'm yeah. sure we will in the future. There's the whole hot dog thing. There's male strippers. There is like full lady frontal nudity. Yeah. Like that 80s, movie is A good wild. 80s drag queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. 80s drag queen. Like, yeah, oh my so, goodness. Yeah. It was just. And so. I remember those times of watching movies we had <laughs> no business watching. Yeah. And I think Night of the Comet was just on one of those. And I yeah. remember watching it. And the scenes, honestly, that I, I first remember, like, standing out was when um, Hector, right? That's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hector goes home, and the little zombie kid comes sure. after him. But then watching it as an adult, I realized Hector's going home to, like, East L.A. or yeah. some Latino <laughs> yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's kind of a bummer of a scene too. It's a little white kid. Yeah, exactly. And it's like a little white kid <laughs> who's doing in the house. Yeah, and I'm like, what? But it's very funny. I don't know if you noticed um, the Feliz Navidad record. Yes, I and did, then yeah. like the music changes and has like a Latin tempo to yeah. it during that scene with the zombie kid. Yeah, <laughs> when it's like, like a little mini chase. Yes. Yeah, I did notice. I did notice. But that. yeah, I remember that, and I remember. Um, what's her name? Uh, why can't I just watch this and I can't even remember her name? Dark hair, or blonde, uh, blonde hair, hair. Kelly Catherine, Maroney. Uh, yeah. Catherine. Oh, Kelly sure. Maroney. Kelly Maroney. Kelly Maroney. <laughs> Just like watching her in her cheerleader outfit, and like, yeah. yeah. I mean, we could get into super fierce, stuff, but mm-hmm. that's kind of my first memory. Just like I wanted to be them. You know, I wanted to be the two sisters. Yes, who yeah. look Absolutely. nothing alike. No, and have different hair color. Yeah, and, um, and um, yeah, I just like that scene where they're at the mall. I was like. This is yeah. the when the world ends. That's this is what dream. I want. Yeah, that's the dream. <laughs> um, I have a memory of watching this in school. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. And I don't. I specifically remember sitting next to Marissa Gonzalez in class, and so I think it was third grade. Third grade. Wow. <laughs> Eight years old. Because I sat next to Marissa Gonzalez in class, and we used to talk 
all the time and constantly get in trouble and constantly get separated. And Marissa Gonzalez is a lesbian now. Hey, Marissa. Uh, <laughs> and that's why we got along so well. But I remember her being very, like, kind of like, she would say stuff that would kind of be, like, shocking. Like, <gasps> what? And the reason I remember sitting next to her is because there's the scene at the very beginning of the movie where... Uh, Reg, Reggie, played by Catherine Mary Stewart, is she had, it's the morning after the comet. They just spent the night in the the, the projector room. Yeah, the mm-hmm. projector room. And they're like in a sleeping bag. And she's on her side and the guy is behind yeah. her. And as he's, he's behind he's her, busy with her, he like is kind of getting busy back mm-hmm. there and she goes, ah! And she like kind of screams and jumps yeah. and like goes like, ooh! And then it cuts really fast. And I re- remember Marissa Gonzalez leaned over and she goes he poked her in the butt (laughs) (laughs) and i was like no he didn't and she's like oh yeah he did but then i don't really have much more memory of the movie and i think it's either because a it was 30 years ago right and b like i probably was just talking to marissa the rest of the time you know, honestly, I felt like I, I made this movie up for a long sure. time. Mm-hmm. Like, there was years and years where I would remember scenes from this movie yeah. and be like, what was that what movie? What was that movie where yeah. they were just, like, walking down Wilshire yeah. Boulevard? I don't it remember. Was like they, and then they go into a store and they like then they meet these, like, goth punk type dudes. Who, like, oh, my God. <laughs> the goth stock boys. <laughs> I love Look like they should style. be in, like, Devo or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until I dated this guy who was, like, obsessed with... Film, yeah, and one day we're talking about movies and zombies, and I brought it up, and he was like, That's Night of the Comet, and I was like, What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I don't know why this teacher, if it was third grade, it was Miss Holtzman, um, who was very young, and um. I remember why she would have shown it to us. I, I mean, why it we like had a Christmas, just a like, movie day. It's the it's the day of like before Christmas break. Don't know. Put don't on know Night of the Comet. What the, don't know what the thought process For these, is. Like, but these are these are my memories <laughs> of watching it with with Marissa Gonzalez in a classroom. Um, that was the first time I had seen it. But then since then, I remember just renting it. And but yeah, there's those memories of like Kelly Maroney is in a cheerleader outfit most of the movie she's yeah. also a cheerleader in fast times and like that's oh, when you right. mostly see hers in a cheerleader outfit so there's weird little things Catherine mary stewart is playing video games at the beginning of the movie and then she's in last starfighter which yeah i was is, gonna like, say you all about you really like, love the last starfighter yeah like yeah. a whole video game situation where you got to be the best you know at this game to like get i also know, feel like about aliens in that <laughs> scene i i felt like she was like a lipstick lesbian Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, wait, she's <laughs> with this guy? Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. she's got very, like, Joe pulling the yes, from the yes, Facts of Life yes, yes. vibes, you know. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that they don't look a thing alike because I did read that Heather Langenkamp, Nancy from A Nightmare on Elm Street, oh, uh-huh. read for Sam. Aren't the they both? Oh. Aren't isn't Nightmare also 84? Nightmare is also 84. Mm-hmm. That so. makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and she would have looked a lot more like yeah. She would have Catherine looked like Mary Catherine. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, Red as sisters a lot more. But I love Kelly Maroney. I think she's great in this. She's yeah, no, great totally. in, in Chopping Mall, of course. Oh, Chopping Mall. <laughs> we almost did Chopping Mall. Yes. I have yeah. wanted to do Chopping Mall before on the show. I, I mean, we've wanted to do Chopping Mall. Iconic cover art. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So the cover that you're talking about of the DVD is the one that's more like... It's a little um, more science fiction-y. It's the one that's more colorful, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the VHS cover and promo posters, yes, is very like science fiction, like... It's like this door is opening into outer space. Yeah, very, okay, but you're not very Twilight that. That's Zone. the one I'm talking about. That's yeah. the first DVD release. And then there's the Blu-ray yeah. version that's like the orange one and the motorcycle that one. Looks and all like, that looks like, yeah, Twilight Zone-y. Um, this movie is so fascinating because it shows a lot of 1984 downtown Los yes. Angeles. Oh, I love those scenes. <laughs> yes. I think they're so cool. And the Al Ray Theater on Wilshire. I mean, do you think that's the lobby? I was going to say, did they do the interiors there? Because it no. didn't look like that when I'm, I remember it. I would think the Al Ray is probably a little bigger. Well, the thing is... In. From, it's not. From the door. No, it's not. When you first walk in behind the little ticket booth, there's a tiny-ass lobby. Yeah. Right there. Okay. And I mean, there's I could be doors it. on either side yeah. that you go in again, and right. now you're in the big theater. Exactly. But the little lobby in the front, it's small like that. But, I mean, since then, now it's just – it's a bar, like a literal sure. like bar. Right. Um, I have but it's never, the same size and I've, shape, so that could sure. possibly have been what the lobby looked like at the time. Although – was the L Ray ever set up for movies? I have no idea. I don't idea. think there's yeah, a no screen back there. That's not how. That's not how the theater's set up. Because, but I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that could have been a soundstage. The yes, the yeah. projector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just the exterior in the lobby was yeah. the well. The exterior absolutely was, and all the empty downtown shots. That shit is well, wild. I mean, but you know, early eighties yeah. Los Angeles, six o'clock in the morning. Probably no one there. <laughs> Probably no cars in downtown, you know, or, or yeah. really, really late at night. She wakes up and she's walking around the streets and it's completely dead. And I'm like, okay, girl, first <laughs> things first. You think there's going to be nobody on the right. street? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so weird that it takes a while for it to register. I mean, I the was, tell- car- I was asking cars. Pete yeah. of just sort of how long would it take me driving in my car, going to work, to figure out everyone on earth is gone. I think I would probably get pretty far until that really clicks. (laughs) You'd like get to work in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) No, that that was my thing. It's like, how long is it going to take? And then the, the like zombie she encounters, she's kind of nonchalant about it. (laughs) Very blase about the zombie. Like who's this asshole? Yeah. 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 Um, and and then the 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 wrench full of blood yeah and she's just and like, gore Ew. yeah she's like ooh <laughs> that's your your boyfriend or your fuck buddy that whole situation at the beginning where she's talking to the guy and she's gonna spend the night with him and the fifteen bucks and all that oh yeah so weird <laughs> yeah and then he makes that joke about like her going down on him or something yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm like what is going on here because she's a high school student right? yeah he's uh, I'm assuming he's not I don't yeah well the, I think there is a mention of her being 18 okay sure but she does also say that she is in high school and Sam is 16 um she looks it and she yeah she looks very <laughs> She looks Sam, as old as her Sam mom. Yeah. Looks like, <laughs> Sam looks like photos of my mom what's the, when she had my sister. She oh, looks okay. exactly like my she mom had that in haircut. the 80s. Yeah. What's, what's the stepmother's name? Doris? Yeah. I I wish we would have seen what the dad looked like. Right? Yeah, yeah. We never saw dad. We only saw Dor- Doris, the stepmother. I can't. I, Who's oh like cheating on her? She's, she's fucking the, the neighbor. neighbor. This is this woman plays... Uh, 
the one of the mothers in Camp I Me Love. She oh. plays um, the girl that he buys in Camp I Me Love. She yeah, plays yeah. her mom. And it is her suede fringe bralette and skirt okay. combo that gets covered in wine that she mm-hmm. has to get the um, for. Yeah, like the fact that she like, well, first of all, they slap each other. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then the punch. And the punch. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. and she's bleeding. And it's like, let me go back to the party. Yeah. Like, grabs her shirt <laughs> and just socks her in the yeah. face. So we should probably set up that there is a comet yes, sorry. passing Earth. That I like the early shots of the movie that mm-hmm. it just looked like they went to like Times Square. But right. then people are holding comet posters. So right, I'm like, right. oh, th- this is real. Or I like that. It's not like stock footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So this big comet is passing Earth, and I mean, it's just sort of, it's the big comet party. It's the, (laughs) everyone's like having big comet watch parties, like neighborhood barbecues. So there's voiceovers saying that the comet's, like, orbit is so big that there's no way we, you know, humanity would have seen it ever. So we had no way to, like. To know it was coming. To prep for it. Yeah. And I guess in, like, Wikipedia or something, there's, like, notes about it, like, the orbit being so big and so large that the last time it it came to Earth, it, like, coincided with, like, killing all the dinosaurs or something. I don't know. Sure. Well, you know. Yeah. Whatever. But, you know, everybody's having their, like, Independence Day, like, aliens take me away. Now, what was the big comet from the 80s with the cult? Oh, no. Well, Haley's Comet is... I was going to say Haley's From the cunt. 80s. The Comet with the Cult was in the 90s. It was from the 90s. That's right. That was called yeah. Hail Bop. Hail Bop. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And that was yes. where everybody got those, like, ugly, like, Air Force One Nikes and, like... Wh- how did they all kill themselves? I forgot. I think that they drank something. They were all, it like, wasn't bunk cool beds. Age. Yeah, but they were yeah. all in the bunk beds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that comic. You, got, you could see it from, like, the sky. That was cool. Yeah, so the... So, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, the the only thing that we know that, like, saved these two girls, which is interesting, that it was, like, what did they say? It's not, like, metal. Steel. So, Steel. Sam, the, or Reggie was sleeping in the projection booth that is, sti- that is lead-lined. No, that's the thing. The guy said the walls are steel. Okay. And, and they had a whole conversation. That's right. About Superman not being able to see through it. And Reggie was like, no, stupid. Superman can see through steel. He can't see through lead. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. And then Sam, after she got socked in the face by Doris, his stepmother, decided that her best revenge was to pretend to run away in the middle of the party. Which Doris would not have given two shits. I feel like there's like a missing scene... With all of that, well, the thing is, it's a misdirect. We're supposed to sure. come, we're supposed to see Reggie come home and not find Sam, and we didn't. The last time we saw her, she was sitting in the corner mm-hmm. with the bloody lip. So I think we, as the audience, are like, "Oh fuck, Reggie's you, dead. You, you Sam's that, dead. You think Everybody's she turned dead. to dust." Yeah, and then yep. she walks in and she's like, "Oh, I slept in the shed, and you know, the shed was made of steel." I don't know why I I had a thought that she had, was in the washer. <laughs> The washing machine. <laughs> Dry. I don't know why. Doris <laughs> jammed her in there. I don't know why I had that thought. Staying here the um, whole night. Yeah. But, you know, we get a premonition from the news reporter mm-hmm. that the first city the comet went over 
they hadn't heard any updates. Oh, yet. oh right, sure. Right, right. Yeah. You know, so we, there's already something there where you're, they're like putting it in your head, you know? Yeah. Like, Very interesting that the comet is never really explained in the movie. Right. Like, I feel like don't another movie, yeah. you would have <laughs> had, like, I don't know, like, the characters would have gone to, like, South America and seen, like, the comet <laughs> on, like, a wall or something, and then the characters would, like, find out yeah, yeah, that yeah. it's, like, an ancient aliens type of thing, but you don't really get it in this movie. Well, no. for a movie called Night of the Comet, you don't get... <laughs> No, you don't get very much of the night. Of the yeah, and you know yeah. it happens really early in the night because yeah. you know Reggie's just like boning the dude in the thing in the projection room the whole night, and then everybody just wakes up. Well, the two of them just wake up, <laughs> and um, yeah, you don't really see it. It's kind of done in like a cool special effect, yeah, kind of thing with like some reverse negative imagery and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that everybody's just piles of dust so i was reading about the sort of the idea of this movie that this director tom eberhardt he wanted to write a movie with strong female protagonists and sort of a post-apocalyptic film and he was doing pbs specials at the time and he would uh be around young people a lot and he just asked all of these teenage girls about the script's premise and asked them like, how would you react to an apocalyptic event like this? And he kind of put a lot of the girls' feedback into the script. And they said, I think let's the go big, to the mall, everybody. I think the big thing is, like, going to the mall. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, like when the scientists, are they scientists? Yeah. yeah. When they're like, where would teenage girls be at? Yeah. Like, the mall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just something that had been around since the 70s with, uh, with Dawn of the Dead. Of just sort of, oh, yeah. you get that uh, sort of critique of society of holding your characters, like, the characters go to a mall. Of just sort of, you just kind of get interesting <laughs> consumerism, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. subtext with it. And, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, like, it's slightly, like, consumerism subtext, but also this movie's very just, like... It's still pretty kooky. There's still, like, a girls just want to have fun montage. I find the soundtrack to this movie to be fascinating just because, I mean, this was a pretty low-budget movie. This yeah. was uh, this was done by a production company called Atlantic Releasing Corporation. I was on their wiki and was reading some of their back catalog, which was fascinating. But, I mean, they probably couldn't shell out for, like, Bon Jovi songs in this well, movie. So they just had to yeah. find these kooky little, like songs and a cover of girls a sound alike so that was the thing too that um when i was trying to remember this movie before i found it again in my adult life was like there's a scene and they're they're shopping and (laughs) and girls just want to have fun is playing yeah and then everyone would be like no that's the movie girls just want to have fun (laughs) like you're confusing it and i was like no also something else that movie also that movie has an interesting relationship with that song that clearly cindy lopper like stonewalled using the actual song in this movie so they had another cover and so they had to find another person to cover it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's interesting um well the whole idea of them just kind of like, okay, we're figuring it out. Everybody's gone. I love that Kelly Maroney as Sam, the younger sister, just plays it very like, I don't know. Like her character is, 
Like she gets it, but she's just like, oh well. What do you All right. Do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what mm-hmm. are you gonna do? Yeah, that's the thing that I I find so interesting now, watching it later in life, where they're just like so nonchalant about the mm-hmm. fact that like <laughs> everyone's gone, boyfriend's dead, parents yeah. are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Then they're like having this like fight about like a boy, you know, like which is so funny to me because it's like yeah, that's the thing. Sam in this movie, the younger sister is horny <laughs> yeah like the whole time she's just like every guy is just like well if you're not gonna go did you make it with him <laughs> saying mm-hmm. things like making it did you make it with him um well if you're not going to like yeah, yeah. i'm going you know all that kind of stuff um we have to talk about the radio station yes this mm-hmm. like weird neon like sex club fantasy yeah like okay also Am I imagining this, or is there some sort of um, mir- the film Miracle Mile? Miracle Mile. Have you ever watched? Oh it? no, I don't uh-uh. think so. Okay, never mind. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll skip that. <laughs> we'll put a pin in there. Yeah, no, no. There's. Um, you should watch it though. It's also kind of an end of the world type of thing that mm. takes place in the Miracle Mile. Oh, okay. Oh, and, okay. And what's his name from ER and Revenge of the Nerds? Is the main Anthony guy. Edwards. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah, yeah that's, Anthony that's Edwards. Edwards. He's the main person in Miracle Mile. Oh, okay. And it's a great look at L.A. too oh, in the right. 80s. Sure. Um, but there's like some weird sex clubby spa type <laughs> of situation going on. But yes, I mean, it makes sense that they would go to the radio station yeah. that is still... Yeah, because that's yeah, especially still, cause when you, TV yeah. when wasn't you, working. When you turn on your radio yeah. and you hear like... The radio DJ. Yeah, right. Because the TV mm-hmm. stations weren't working, no. but the radio was. But what I was telling Scott was... I always remember on the weekends, on Saturday and Sunday, on Kiss FM, they would play the weekly top 40. Yes. And it would be mm-hmm. Casey Kasem. Yep. Right. Right? Because... Casey Kasem and the weekly top 40. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a pre-recorded... It was syndicated. Yeah. So Casey was doing this like on Tuesday or something, shipping it out to everybody. And then on Saturday and Sunday at like 9 a.m., they would start it. And it right. would play for like two hours or whatever. And that would just be like a block of programming they didn't have to worry about. Yeah. And so I was thinking like... Well, those are all pre-recorded, but you know they don't know that though. They don't know that. Yeah, last, they're high school. Last kid, like I, yeah. like I think that I just assumed when I was a kid listening to Casey Kasem that he was just doing. He's in it a live. booth somewhere. He's in, in a Lewis booth Town. somewhere in like Hollywood. <laughs> mm. um, I mean, I would say that I didn't. I realized that this was being broadcast in other states, but I thought it was being broadcast live from L.A. From yeah. L.A. Yeah. Same. I mean, same. I remember. Uh, I went to radio school, radio and television school, and mm-hmm. some of my classmates were DJs for the Missoula radio station, and they would fully just be at school as their their show was their planned. show was planned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just that they had just gone in earlier and just recorded pre-recorded it. it. Yeah, yeah, I do that sometimes with my radio show. If I can't be there on Sundays, I'll pre-record it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they decided to go to this radio station. I love that everything in this movie, like. It's one of those things, movies of a certain era, even if it was set somewhere, they didn't really go to too much pains to, like, be faithful to the geographic location. Sure. Right. And we're, Scott and, and especially I, in the 80s, like, yeah. no one's going to care. And no one cares. No one, mm-hmm. no one is sitting in the movie theater tracking that shit down. It's the mall downtown. Early, I don't know. Early days of VHS of watching movies over and over and over and over again in your own home. But Scott and I, obviously, as listeners know, 
we take this shit real serious. <laughs> oh, when, and, we, when we did our commentary for Terminator last month, like we were trying to like we were, we were walking, trying to like we were walking to precinct from mm-hmm. the from the red line station, going that's Falas, so that's where he went down the stairs <laughs> and got his sawed off shotgun. I was finding all the spots. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, everything in this movie takes place in like the toy district in downtown LA, uh-huh. or like up by the music center. Right, right. Like on you know what street is that? Once they leave the array and and then like <laughs> they film, I'm assuming like their their home like in the valley or yeah something. that yeah that looks like just some um, suburbs. and then like Hector's house I, I feel like looks like Lincoln Heights to I me. agree yeah 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 the style of the houses yeah. yeah he says San Diego but no that's here yeah girl he did not go to San Diego no yeah no. <laughs> also, like, I mean, with no traffic, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He'll get there in I mean, 90 minutes. Sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No traffic, you can make it to San Diego. Hey, and- but, you know, even on the night of the comet, on the 5 freeway, you know there's still going to be cars. So he's, oh, like, yeah. weaving in and out of all these people. There's pileups. All the cars just, like, went out of control on the freeway. Right. That's the no. other thing. It's, no. like, you know, she approaches the one car that's like there yeah and i was like how is there only one 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 car there has to be more people who were traveling while this happened yeah not everybody's watching the comment it's almost as if they were shooting this at (laughs) six o'clock in the morning (laughs) on a tuesday four o'clock in the morning and they didn't have it in the budget for any other cars yeah (laughs) um Okay, but okay. So this radio station, right? Like, if this is a place of business, I mean, I don't know. There's got to be like OSHA needs to come in. I'm gonna trip and fall. It is so dark in there. <laughs> there it's like there's no. The only light in this room is neon, uh-huh. and it's not even a lot of neon. There's just like a huge leather mm-hmm. couch in like the center of a room with nothing, and like a booth just open. <laughs> that doesn't look soundproof at all. No. Like, this fucking radio station is crazy. It's like a clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you were, um, if Los Angeles was uh, deserted, apocalypse, you go to your radio station, what are you playing for your (laughs) afternoon, like, lineup? For no one to listen to. For For no no one one to to listen listen to but you. (laughs) Uh, That's a good question. Just put on really bad stuff. On a Sunday. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Like... Either I would put something really like, like rowdy or like mm. something really like dancey, just to like not be depressed. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna play. Um, what's that song? Till the end of the world. Is that what it's called? Which the one? one that was featured in Girl Interrupted? Scott, you, you know Girl Interrupted more than I do. Oh, oh that dang. really depressing song. <laughs> Downtown by... No, no, no. By, oh, by Petunia Clark. Clark. I think it's called Till the End of the World. Anyways, okay. it, it was just a bad joke. but <laughs> <laughs> Someone will appreciate it. That's I, was, I was looking for intro songs to this movie, and I was very close to our intro song being i think we're alone now by tiffany oh my god i was i was uh you were going through like outvoted well i was just like no this is like this is spooky october movie i want like i want something i want something with a little more edge so we decided to go with the gold dust woman cover from city of angels okay you don't think this is edgy (laughs) (laughs) you know they're alone they're the the last ones left (laughs) 
<laughs> I get it. It's corny. Children behave. I was exa- there. You go. It's on <laughs> theme. I was also gonna play. I also was gonna get a little cerebral and play something by Bill Haley and his Comets, but that's just like fifties music, and it just would have been. Well, I, and out I of think nowhere. I think we're gonna be doing Clue yeah, in like so. the next two months, so we're probably gonna save yes. it for that. Um, but I oh, I was gonna say I want to talk about Hector. Yeah. Got to talk about Hector, played by Robert Beltran of Star Trek Voyager fame. Yes. And Star Trek Voyager is the one with check with, with Captain Janeway. Janeway. Yeah. Yes. All right, all right. I was doing a Google search of end of the world songs. Brittany. And I got uh, some... uh, 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 uh. Oh, shit. That would have been a good one, actually. <laughs> oh, that's not spooky. <laughs> I know. You can't, no, you can't play that. If change I can't play rules. Tiffany, yeah, you can't play Change the Rules. We'll go out on that song. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Hector. Going back to Hector. Hector. Are we talking about, like, fine? Well, or? no, I'm just talking about Robert Beltran. Oh, okay. um, you know, he, He's pretty he, cute. Was, he was in uh, Star Trek Voyager playing a Native American character, but it was 1995 when that show first started, so times were different. So a Mexican guy could play Native American. He's in this. He was also in uh, Eating Raul with oh, uh-huh. Mary Warrenoff, yep. who is in this movie yes, later on. Yes, Mary Warrenoff. Yeah, and uh, Paul Bartel, I believe, is the other one from Eating Raul, who are there both in Chopping Mall. Yep. Yes. So, well, just playing their characters from eating from Raul eating too. Raul, exactly. Yep. I did a reading once, um, and Mary Warnoff was also reading that day, and it was so intimidating and scary. And, oh. I did, and as soon as I read, I just walked out of the venue and went outside. And then she came up to me and she's like, oh, your stuff was so good. And oh. I was like, mm. uh, you watched. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> Anyways. But um, yeah, so uh, I, I think I read that Robert Beltran, when uh, he initially got this movie, the role was a little different. And they wanted, they intentionally cast Latino. And he came in and said... This isn't going to be stereotype. I'm not going to play a cholo. Right, sure. right, right. He's just going to be a dude. I mean, according to IMDb, he is of Mexican and Native American ancestry. I think that's what so. he said during the Voyager days. Mm-hmm. And he re- he referred to it as mestizo, which is a whole thing. Um, but, yeah. so That, that makes sense. Of, yeah. And, I mean, I appreciate that, like, he's just this dude from L.A. Yeah. who happens mm-hmm. to be Latino, you yeah. know. And it's not. I mean, we don't get it shoved down our throat until he goes home. Yeah. <laughs> With a Feliz Navidad. Yeah. <laughs> Record player. <laughs> and then after, I, I was being real critical. I'm like, and the house is red. And I was like, oh, no, it's the skyline. Because, like, <laughs> you know, they always want to paint Latino houses. Mm-hmm. All, all crazy stuff. colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just when you drive up, you just hear. But, yeah. That red skyline, though, throughout the entire movie, you're like, oh, Do you remember... Do you remember uh, last a uh, couple years ago? I think it was like I know. I think the it was twenty twenty. Yeah. All of the fires around LA. Yeah, and yeah. the city straight up looked orange. Like yeah, night of the comet. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Do you know who who we were recording with that night? When L.A. was like that, uh-huh. it was Dennis for our Sunset Boulevard episode. Oh, okay. I remember right. we were recording on that day of the night of the comet. Like Scott. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, those fires, man, they'll do it too, especially in Pasadena. It was like mm-hmm. crazy up, up there. But um, so Hector goes to San Diego to visit his family. Yes. He's got to go check on his mom and his ama. The sisters stay at the radio station. Yeah, and, I guess it's just like at this point, they just might as well stay here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And Hector has a run-in with the one white kid in the Latino neighborhood. <laughs> the white zombie kid. <laughs> that little white boy is trying to eat Hector. Yeah. And, but Hector doesn't want to shoot him. He's got a gun. Oh, yeah. He's trying to be, like, ethical. He's just yeah. like, I can't kill you, kid. The other thing, too, though, is this, like... There's fucking zombies, and you guys are acting like this is an. You guys are acting yeah. like you're an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> where there's a new fucking yeah. monster every week, yeah. and everyone's just like, "Yeah, that's just the way it is here." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I think uh, I don't know if it's just part of Reggie's character, but yeah. But then Hector too with the little yeah. kid. A, it's a zombie. B, it's a child. Uh, he's more. He's more freaked out that it's a kid. Right, than right, it's right. Like. An undead, like partially, and Sam's just like, "What's up with these assholes?" Yeah, Sam just hates. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sam's just annoyed by. I everybody. think I think those dream sequences are really effective. Oh, because yeah. I've seen this movie a few times, and the dream sequences kind of get me every time that I think that they're real. Because it's edited really well. You're just like, well, I guess you just got a car, right? Because the whole thing is that there's nobody there, so that when anything that they have. That's the excuse. That's right. how they all these guns and Uzis and yeah machine guns. So let's <laughs> let's shit. go to the mall. Let me make my sister happy and yeah. let's go to the mall with Uzis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like have a montage. Um, I love how she's doing her like um, eyelashes, <laughs> like like she's doing her makeup there yeah. in that mirror, and they're just like chilling, talking, and then all of a sudden. These group of like oh new wave gothy punky dudes mm-hmm. come out of nowhere. Like, who, where did they? Where were they? This yeah, I was wondering if they were like half zombies. Well, okay, because the main guy who's talking kind of looks a little zombie-ish, right? Mm-hmm. But the other guys don't, right? Yeah. Like the one guy that he shoots, he looks normal. Yeah, mostly the other guy, they just look like punky. And new I'm wave assuming guys. that the zombies are the people. That didn't quite turn to dust, but they were still affected by like. Yeah, we have to talk about the, the yes. zombies. They never really mm-hmm. explained. Yes. I'm just assuming they were in like kind like they were in a steel shed, but the door was open. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know something where it just wasn't as effective as. But these aren't like let me eat your brain zombies. These are just like I want to kill you. Just, these are yeah. like these are like the twenty eight days later. Because we only <laughs> really saw the first zombie kill the boyfriend, right? And all he did was hit him with the wrench and like right. drag his body off, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. We don't know if he ate him. Yeah. or he just like took him away. And he spoke. I think he spoke. I think so. I think he spoke, but it was very like zombie, like yeah. me want uh, food, yeah, kind of a thing. Um, but, but yes. yeah, the stock boys, it looks like the one kind of is. But, and I'm assuming because they were stock boys in like a a department store, those walls are thick. Oh, mm-hmm. stock I boys. I, that I, that one flew over my head. He said it at one point. Okay. Like, we yeah. used to be stock boys and now we're kings yeah. or something crazy. Um, Yeah, that seems very like intense. Where there's like these like five six guys yeah. and they're like after these two girls and then yeah they capture them and there's and then as this is happening we find out that there's this like group of scientists where are these scientists based out of Who, yeah because like I'm trying to figure out because at one point it's like they're helicoptering and then all of a yeah. sudden it's, it's like a car mm-hmm. ride driving away. yeah yeah. yeah. And then when they say they're survivors, I'm assuming they're talking about the sisters. And it right. turns out it's these two children. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, 
who were probably at that party in the valley. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but where would they have been hiding? <laughs> they needed Maybe to be they in, were the ones in the, the, in the washer washer machine. Machine. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but these kids are not brother and sister because the girl no. looks Asian and they the just, boy's blonde. Like, I they mean, just hey. up these kids. Yeah. <laughs> they could be brother and sister. We have the other two sisters. You know, we had the Jackie I, Roseanne that's, situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw Webster. They can be, they could be <laughs> siblings. Okay, um, so explain to me the so, okay. whole thing so with these I, scientists. I yes. don't quite understand what the scientists were initially doing. Like, what was their... Did they know the comet was coming? Right. But what I do know is... According to Mary Warrenoff, at one point they figured they thought that they were safe from the comet. Yeah, but they actually weren't. The vents were open, and like comet juice or whatever, like got in and they comet all, dust, comet dust. Yeah, and they all breathed it in, and so they initially thought they were unaffected, but they actually are affected, and all the scientists are eventually going to, to die. first turn into zombies, uh. then just turn into dust, and. So ah. now what they're doing is is finding all the survivors that they can and just kind of like Draining. putting them out, putting them to sleep and taking their blood. Taking their blood yeah. and then trying to develop uh, a cure for themselves. Ah, uh, okay. Yes, okay. Yes, yes, yes. And then they also think that Kelly Maroney, that Sam is uh kind of as affected as they are. Yeah. Because she's like she keeps drinking like Diet Cokes, like there's no tomorrow. She just always has a soda in her hand. Is it, is it a soda or is it like a like a malt? She's like, at one point beer. she says soda. Okay. Um, I I just assume that she was like open containing it, and walking around <laughs> with a cold maybe, one. Maybe in in the dream sequence she's mm-hmm. drinking beer. Um, but and then she also is like scratching. She, she, has, she like, a keeps red talking mark. about a rash yeah. that she has. But then she kind of explains it away. So I I like to think that Sam's fine. That it's just the the nervous rash that she was talking mm-hmm. about, and you know shit's going on. So she's 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 nervous. She just needs a a, a coke or a a beer, whatever it is. Um, but I like there's like the little thing of like Mary Warnoff is like her mind is going right, and she yeah. like she can't spell things right, and she's forgetting things and all that. All of these scenes with the scientists strike me as something that was probably. In the original script, a little more, and then as they were filming it, they probably just had to scale back on it. Yeah, like, because it's it's unclear who mm-hmm. they are, what they were initially doing. Um, it, the way yeah. it is, though, it almost is at it's it's as if there's two different movies happening. Yeah, you know, like which is kind of fun. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're like, let's make this fun, kooky, like sisters survive, and then it's like. But then the scientists have to, like, survive, <laughs> and they're going to take these sisters. But it's like, I wish they would have upped it more, you know, yeah. when they take the older sister. Like, that whole, that that from that scene on, I, I wanted more, to be honest. As a child, I just loved this movie. But as an adult, looking at it, I'm like, oh, like. There could have been more there. There's, yeah. there's like a subplot that you had to sort of commit a little more to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the, the little kids where they're going to take them to the North Pole. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why? Go see Santa. <laughs> Crazy. Um, 
when the girls do leave to go to the mall, it's like, yeah, she, she wants to just kind of get Sam kind of out of, you know, just kind of cheer her up a little right. bit, like you said. And then, but where does Hector go? Because he leaves for like a good portion San of the San Diego. Is that when he goes yeah, to San yeah, Diego? Yeah, he's still coming back. He's, yeah. Oh, okay. He's yeah, yeah, just yeah. gone that, there the whole time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't know if he went and came back and then went again. No, no, he, no. He's he, already, he's he been still gone. hadn't returned. He still hadn't even come mm-hmm. back yet. Okay. He right. is not... I remember him being in the movie a lot more. Right. But he's like barely. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> at that one scene and then when he comes back yeah. and helps them. Yeah. But there's still a lot of talk with the girls about like... You know, like, did you make it with him? And right. like, you know, and, and Sam later on when she does meet Mary Warnoff and she's just like, ooh, like Hector's coming back. Like, I should wait for him because if like, right. if Reg doesn't want him, then I mean, he's the last guy on earth, so I'll take him. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it's like, all right, calm down. <laughs> yeah, she's ready to populate. You know? Yes, she, yes. She wants to. She's hot to trot. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like there's not enough of like that really fun. I want to see more stuff. of the first. 30 minutes of the movie. Like, I want to see them, yeah. like... I mean, probably just logistically, you can only shoot downtown L.A. so much Yeah, of them running around, like... Uh, empty streets? Empty streets. Yeah. But um, all those scenes are really fun. I kind of want to see a little bit more of them just walking around the mall. Yeah, there's not enough of them in the mall. There's, like, the, there's a fun little montage in the department store... But it's cut short, pretty like, quick. Pretty quick, yeah. And like then, I don't think that think we're even dark. completely done with the the cover of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yeah, and it's only one department store. Yeah, they don't walk around. I was trying the to look up. Of the mall. I was trying to look up if it's shot at America's Mall, the Sherman Oaks Galleria. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought that I it had might heard be. That it was. I was trying to figure out waste. where it was and like what store it was, and I was like, "That's a fancy store for the '80s." Probably yeah. the Sherman Oaks Galleria. That staircase. I mean, that's what that's where all the malls. That's where all the movies yeah. shot when they needed a mall. mall. But the thing is, they didn't, times. they didn't mm-hmm. really use. They didn't really no. utilize. You much didn't. Of you the didn't mall. go out to that like atrium. Yeah, they were just like in the May Company or something. So I was time. looking up the production <laughs> company. I thought it was really interesting that I hadn't really heard of Atlantic Releasing Corporation. No, I hadn't heard of it. And this they were a uh, sort of they would do these B movies in the eighties. Uh, some notable Atlantic Entertainment Group movies were Valley Girl, mm-hmm. Teen Wolf. Oh. They did a lot of animation. Okay. Uh, he Man and She-Ra: The Secret of the Sword. Oh. And they did the Smurfs, the Smurfs and the Magical Flute. Okay. And I was reading that Atlantic really wanted to capitalize off of the success of Valley Girl. Right. And a lot of sort of genre driving movies that young people were going to at the time. So I think that's sort of where we get that um, B-movie tone that the director's going for. And I think the probably the character of Sam, they probably were like more teen girl yeah. talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she's just very, she's very like, not flippant, but she's just very like, I don't know. Um, her character is just kind of, she bucks authority. Well, I was, I mean, there's been a lot written on this that uh-huh. when you go to like the wiki, the IMDb, that one of the major inspiration, this was one of the major inspirations for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And when you watch oh, right. it, yeah. you can totally see it that I see a lot of a character like Buffy Summers in both Reggie and Sam. 
I feel like Buffy's sort of like a combination of both of these two girls. Um, and yeah, like you're right. It has a very like monster of the week quality <laughs> about it. Um, the early scenes with Reggie, um, with Reggie and the zombie, I get a lot of Buffy from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, I had no idea about that, but that total, I can totally see it now. And yeah. I haven't really read any direct quotes from Joss Whedon about right. this as an inspiration. But, I mean, you can clearly see it. Yeah, the character. Seen she was a, a cheerleader like as yeah. well um, in the film, right? Yeah. yeah. And the TV show. She was a cheerleader in she, the show. There is an episode in season one where she goes out for the, where she tries out for the, for the cheer squad. Does she make Gosh. it? Gosh. It's I, the witch. I'm still yep. on the first college season. Um, <laughs> well, I've been with watching, Riley. I've been, I mean, <laughs> speaking of the first college season, the initiation, what Riley is a part of, it reminds me a lot of um, the scientists. The scientists. Yeah, the scientists. yeah, totally. Yep. I've been watching Buffy for like ten years, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm barely there. <laughs> I love that. I watched it. I watched it as it aired. I I, I just can't. My brain can't, like, take too much of the monster of the week. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I know there's yep. other plot lines going on as mm-hmm. well, but it, I'm very distracted by the fact that, like, oh, yeah, there's just uh, this <laughs> guy with horns running around and, like, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and they're cool with it. And Buffy's I mean, going to handle it. I yeah. mean, Sunnydale's pretty wild like yes, that. Yes, yep. it is. I, w- I was saying as we were watching it that Sam is more movie Buffy and... Sure. Reg oh, is uh-huh. more show Buffy. I, I agree. I see it. Right? I, I totally, totally see, see that. Um, yep. Yeah. Reggie is, like, kind of adept at everything. Like, she dispatches the zombie at the very beginning of the movie with her bare hands and, like, a two-by-four that she found, like, on right. the ground. And then she just gets on that fucking motorcycle. And well, rides I mean, her ass home. Maybe, right. Maybe like, her, I mean, that's her boyfriend's motorcycle. Maybe yeah. she had been... Maybe she learned it from him. Yeah, I mean, it but was I mean, ride it. with no one on the streets, you you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the security guards at the science hub or whatever, sure. <laughs> the one um, security guard who comes out when um, Hector and um, why do I keep forgetting her name? Oh my god, <laughs> Sam, 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 yeah, yeah. Sam. come when she's in the trunk and they lure oh, him yeah. over. He was kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to see more of him. <laughs> Where, where's this guy spin off? Where's this guy at? <laughs> I always do that. Sometimes I'll find somebody in a, in a movie. I'm like, who's that one? I don't look him up. No, I was to be found. just talking to Scott the other day about that um, film, like, um, you know, the, the yeah. snake film. Oh. This. There's like a shower scene with this guy. A plus. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> uh, no, we watched it one night. Did we? It was programmed on TCM, and we oh watched it on demand. Oh, it has. We um, did. Yeah. It has uh, one of the young actresses from The Sound of Music in it. Oh, oh interesting. Okay, <laughs> back to Night of the Comet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish I wish there was more. Uh, I wish there was more mall stuff, but you know we we got plenty. We got plenty of that. You know what would be really mall. interesting is if they remade this movie, but there was a few more survivors and they were teens as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and be a good. I mean, it would be a good premise for a TV show. Too. Yes. Yep. Yes. Definitely. And I feel like it could be uh, like a 
dark comedy action type of situation. I mean, we got we got like Last Man on World, uh, Last Man on Earth, Last Man on Earth. Yep. Yeah. Um, but also just kind of a different, which type we of didn't, movie. which we didn't finish. We stayed with with Last Man on Earth, which is with um, MacGruber, Will Forte, Will Magruber. Forte, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was Will good. Well, that was good. Uh, what we Kristen saw. Shaw, yep. Kristen Shaw, yeah, her okay. breaking her breaking into craft stores. So then Hector and <laughs> Sam come to save her sister. Uh, oh gosh, there's the whole thing with like, I feel like we get a lot of fake outs with Sam. Yeah, because we is have she dead? Her, we have her fake out of yeah, is she dead at the and beginning? It's one of those things that I haven't seen this movie in a while, and when she like injects that into her, I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> like oh, oh, so Sam is just dead now? Yeah, yeah no, mm-hmm. totally. I thought the same thing. I was like, I don't remember, I don't remember <laughs> this character dying. <laughs> but like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Mary Warnoff, like, she's kind of she's conflicted about this whole thing. Right. I think just because she knows that, like, we're dying anyway. Like, whatever we're doing, like, we're, like, murdering all these survivors just to, like, get a cure for ourselves. But, like, it ain't going to work. Like, we have no time. So we just need to, like, stop doing this. So she, like... But I love, too, that Sam's just like, oh, what are you going to give me? And she just says, I don't know what she tells her it is. Vitamins or something. Right. And she's just like, oh, cool. Okay. Let me just get out this needle and... uh yeah. And do like if like people in uniforms wrap that like rubber thing around the, your arm after the night of the comet and we were the last people on Earth and all that stuff and these people come in a weird uniform with a patch that I've never seen before. I'm gonna like, be right. I'm gonna be hesitant to shot. even go with them. Yeah. Right. No. So like they give more cult vibe than yes. Like, you know the like, stock voice. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like why do we have these uniforms? Yeah. Like, who works? Who, what scientists have to go to work in a jumpsuit? <laughs> a belted jumpsuit. A belted jumpsuit, though. I, I, I think that's kind of fierce. Like, yeah. the belt. I feel like it was very 80s to be, like, a belted jumpsuit or a jumpsuit yeah, for, like, yeah. science fiction mm-hmm. stuff. The belt that they had, I don't know if you remember what the, it was white, but it was that, like, army, like, thick canvas oh, uh-huh, belt, uh-huh. you know? And I was telling Scott I had several of those from, like, the army surplus. Oh, my God. In my multiple belt-wearing days. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You wear one to keep the pants up and one for, for fashion. For fashion. <laughs> for fashion. Whenever you just don't know what to do, just belt it. <laughs> yeah. The studded belt. Or you'd have the buckle like on the side, not in the front. I also feel like the children are very calm for... They are. Their parents are dead, me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm assuming. I mean, they, they must have... They've had to have seen the dust piles of clothes. Yeah. Yeah. And these she, kids yeah. are just like, all right. What are we doing? We're going to this room now? Okay. Yeah, and it's like... I've got my giant teddy bear. Why are you not freaking the fuck out? Yeah. <laughs> in full, in pajamas, in the full robe. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you let her change? <laughs> let her put some clothes on. <laughs> I, always in, I always remember kids in movies and on TV shows wearing robes. And I don't know if it's just... Did like you never have a robe a as a kid? regional thing because it I had never a robe. got that cold you had a here. Robe? So I had a robe when I was When a kid. would you wear a robe? From your room to the bathroom? It's not that long. I mean, I feel like I would just wear it on, like, a Saturday morning running around my house. Oh, no. I was just in, like, chonies and a t-shirt. Yeah. I was just going to say. Yeah. I think, yeah, like, children in robes was, like, a TV thing for me. Yeah, for me. Yeah. And, like, I I mean, still, I've never owned a robe. No, never. Adults in robes. My parents didn't have them. Yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> Joni's in a t-shirt on a Saturday. That mm-hmm. took took all day for me to put pants on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they take these kids, you know, they're going to basically take the life out of them. <laughs> and these kids are so chill about the whole yeah. situation. Yeah. I'm like... Girl, you're like in this weird ass building yeah. with all these machines and stuff and and you're just like, okay. All right. I think I'm putting up more of a fight my parents if I'm are, a kid. My parents right? were turned mm-hmm. to dust less than 24 hours ago. I don't know what state I'm in. I'm in an underground like bunker. The yeah. dust thing is very Buffy the Vampire Slayer too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also like the dust, Um, did you see how like... They tried to make it look like bodies, like yeah. the shapes of bodies. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, these like chalk outlines, but yes, dust. But dust, yeah. And then like even like, like the dog on the little yes. leash was on the floor. And there was that big purse. By the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that purse is lying flat. It would have just it dropped. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> like, yeah, they made it like a yeah. two-dimensional. Yeah, like, like everything's flat. And I yeah. was just like laughing. I was yeah. This block party, though, I mean, I would have wanted to go to that block party. That looked fun. It was like burgers out. Like the whole block was there. And oh, yeah. Like, the next morning, all the yeah. food. And uh, also all the women were like throwing themselves at the one neighbor. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. They were like horny I mean, for this, the one this guy. This comment must be like making women women <laughs> horny as it's coming by. It was the horny women comment. <laughs> all these housewives just like, ooh, waiting for Bob or whoever it was. <laughs> I'm going to tell daddy. <laughs> Socks are She's face. like the same age as her stepmom. <laughs> the stepmom was very tan. Yeah. Very blonde, very tan. But she... The stepmom reminded me of um, Callie Taylor's mom on I Know Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. sure. Ann Gillespie. Ann Gillespie. <laughs> yep. had the same vibe. They you know? did. They did. Although Ann, Ann Gillespie never, like, cold cocked. Uh, no. You never see her just punch Kelly. Kelly no, but yeah. I feel like this woman also had a to. coke problem. Oh, like Angela. definitely. So this actress was played is did. played by Sharon Farrell, and you're right. She's in Can't Buy Me Love. Mm-hmm. She's in It's Alive. Um, it's Alive. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. She was. She's. Very, I tried to look up a lot of the cast of this mm-hmm. film. And none of them did like a lot. Of work. No. Yeah. No. Um, it's not. A I mean, I feel like both. Catherine Mary Stewart Catherine and Mary Stewart Kelly did. Maroney. Yeah. I mean, you're going to want to visit their table at like a comic at a comic book convention. Right, right, right. Um, Catherine has this and the apple. Oh the yes, apple, yeah. Which the apple of just sort of listeners like if you want to watch a really insane movie, <laughs> check out the apple. It has a crazy soundtrack. The production history of it with Canon Films is very fascinating. And Kelly Maroney is just. She's in, like, so much stuff. Like, she was in Fast Times, um, Chopping Mall. She has a very recognizable mm-hmm. face. Too. She does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, Scott, you can't forget with Catherine Mary Stewart, like we said, she's also in uh, The Last Starfighter, and she is in Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, yes, Weekend oh. at Bernie's. <laughs> is she, like, um, whose girlfriend is she in, in Weekend at Bernie's? Probably Andrew McCartney. No, I don't know. Maybe Jonathan Silverman. I think Jonathan Silverman. I haven't watched Weekend at Bernie's. I've only watched it once back Let in the Let me tell day. you, it does not hold up. I remember watching. We tried. I remember was... watching Weekend at Bernie's when Woo. I was in Mexico on a bus. Oh, no. One of those movies that when you're. On a bus in Mexico that they'll just put it on. And it was Weekend at Bernie's. It was, I believe it was, we were going to Mexico City and it was Backdraft and Weekend at Bernie's. Backdraft. That we watched on the bus. 
I watched some weird movie in Europe on the train from Spain to from Barcelona to Madrid, and it was some movie with um, that woman that was an enchanted. What was her name? Amy Adams. Amy Adams, and it had to do with her <laughs> ex boyfriend getting married and her going to the wedding. Leap year. Ooh, that movie's not good. I don't know, but it was playing on the train, and I was like, why are they making us watch this? <laughs> like, Forcing like, you to watch this. Like, turn this off. Oh, my oh God. the wedding date? No. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, yeah. It, 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 just, it was weird. It was just a weird movie I had never heard of, and I was like, well, I'm, I'd rather stare out this window and look at the beautiful landscape than this I movie. Think, I think Night of the Comet would be a good, like... <laughs> movie bus to ride, watch on the bus train ride in movie. Mexico. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! When I was a child in Mexico, the movie theater it was it was a small pueblo, so the movie theater was someone's backyard. Love and, it. And you would pay, and you, there was two different prices. One was you could get a chair that was like a room that just had a bunch of the woven chairs with yeah. the wood, you know, mm-hmm. and you just pick one out of the pile and you <laughs> place it. Or the other one was you don't get a chair and you just sit on the floor or in the trees and stuff. In a and, tree. Wow. Yeah. And, in a tree. And all the movies were like dubbed, you know? Yeah. So we would see all these like American movies that we had seen in the States. Were they shot on cousins. film? Or, yeah. or like yeah. projected like, on film? Like yeah. projected? Okay. On a That's wall, cool. On a wall in someone's backyard. Um, who, who had like a well i mean the properties were big so it was like a yeah. huge you know space but i remember watching all these like ninja movies and like you know like a lot of action movies oh my God. and kung fu movies um that were dubbed but yeah. <laughs> well we'll ask sandra if she ever watched any backyard movies sitting in a tree our mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> guest she had a lot of stories about growing up in mexico um but i i never watched this movie on a bus but i did watch it several times on on vhs but it's one of those movies that i kind of remember as a kid being like yeah this is fun and then i watched it as an adult and i'm like i had zero business watching this as a child yeah There's same like, same like, Do we get any boobs in this movie? No. No. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like we should have. We should have. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But not from the girls, though. Because yeah. Kelly Maroney's character is a teenager. Oh. But she gets down She gets down to, like, lingerie like, so several I was, times. Yes, right. <laughs> so I was looking at merchandise for this film. And there was, like, a shirt of Kelly Maroney. But I don't think it's for this movie. <laughs> I think it was something else. Because it was, like, her. And her top is open. And she has lipstick on her boob. And... What? It's, it was so weird. No, that's Night of the Demon. I was going to say, it's not Night of the Demon. That's Night of the Demon. That's that's uh, Linnea Quigley. I was going to say, I sometimes, I sometimes okay, confuse okay. her with, with Linnea Quigley. Well, well mm-hmm. it was under the Night of the Comet merchandise. Oh, they messed you up. I mean, this movie yeah. was, was pretty... Like, I don't remember seeing it. If she's wearing pink and a yes. top ponytail... Yes, very Angeline. That's yeah. Linnea Quigley and Night of the Demons. Okay. And that scarred me for life because in that movie she opens up the Does she top have three tits no she doesn't have oh. three tits but she puts the lipstick on and she's putting it on her mouth all like i'm a pretty lady like all over her mouth right and then like draws it down her neck and down to her like boob yeah and like circles one of her bo- and then shoves a lipstick like into, into her, her titty yeah like with their finger and you're just like ah! yeah and it's scary and night of the demon's pretty wild gross. and it's like a weird I like dream. It. i'm gonna like, have to watch it uh, it's awful oh yeah track it down this month and watch it it's a good <laughs> october movie yes yeah um, Angie at the party this really movie fun. was a pretty decent hit i mean this made 14 million dollars uh okay for its release on like a 
I mean, a $700,000 budget. So it's oh, wow. like, I think it, like, it was a pretty decent sleeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it did find, I mean, I don't know what the audience was like in the 80s. Obviously, a lot of people saw it. But yeah. I feel like it did find a, a cult audience like throughout the 90s. And, yeah. Because there's like a lot of people who are like my age that I talk to about this film. And they're like, oh, my God, I used to love that movie. Or, oh, my God, blah, 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 blah. And um, like I said, for a while, I just think people didn't know the name of it because it's very, I feel like the cover art of the VHS tape is very deceiving. Like, (laughs) like, I think if I were to have seen that, I wouldn't have thought that was the movie that I already had seen. Right, right, right. Like, I almost think of a movie like Solar Babies (laughs) when I see this poster. (laughs) Have you ever seen Solar Babies with like Jamie Gertz and uh, Jason Patrick? Jason Patrick. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. that, That cover art, though, makes me think of Cocoon. All right. Yes. I get, I, I get yeah, cocoon from I, that. I, I, I can see that as well. Um, I also think, like, the title is also slightly misleading, too, because, like we said, the comment's barely in it. Yeah. It's all the aftermath. It's not set on the night of the, the comment. The night of. Yeah, yeah. It's the I day after like the comment. I want more of the action leading up to the comment, and, and it ha- the comment happens so fast that we yeah. don't... I want to see sizzling people... Yes, and, so, and I dust. think it, I think that was partially the budget too. Like yeah. we can't do the like transformation of them turning to dust. We're just going to no. Show we're it. just going to f- have five zombies in the film sporadically. <laughs> yeah. But I'm into sort of the Valley Girl meets the Omega Man. Like yeah. I, I'm, in, I'm into that tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, totally. And. I, I, where are we with time? I'm sorry. Oh, um, we're good. Yeah. No, no, because I don't want to f- jump to the end if we're not there yet. Oh, but no, we can, yeah, go right to it. No, like, so, you know, they save the day. <laughs> and then, oh, let's talk about DMK really quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, here's my thing that bothered the shit out of me at the beginning of the movie. She's, uh, Regina is working at the movie theater, right? Right. At the El Rey, which does not show movies. Um and during her shift, when she should be helping customers, she's playing a video game. Right. Um, in the lobby. And the manager's like... I don't pay you to, stay, to stand around and play video games. I don't pay you to stand around and play video games. Get out of here. But she's like super into it. What is this video game? I have no idea. But she's putting in her initials as like number three high score. And you see it's all reg, R-E-G. Right. And then number six is DMK. And she's like, what the fuck? Who's DMK? Who the fuck? Asking everybody, do you know DMK? Do you know DMK? And everybody's like, I don't know who that is. My big thing that messed me up was the next morning, before she goes out and kills the zombie, she plays one more time, beats the score for number six, and puts in REG. Wouldn't that just make DMK number seven? (laughs) It doesn't. It it makes it disappear. That's not how that's not how leaderboards work on video games. <laughs> it would just bump them down to number seven. Right, right, right. Uh, that's not realistic. <laughs> that's therefore, that's not realistic movie. for a movie like Night of the Night of the Comet. <laughs> and therefore, this movie, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, does not get recommended. <laughs> once they save the day, it's like the next day, and everyone got a makeover. But then they're wearing like Easter Sunday clothes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like they have Why? adopted. They have adopted these children. Right, they are their all parents. Of, all of a sudden, she, her, and Hector are, are together. Yeah, and like they adopted these two kids, 
and she has her Sunday's best on. And they're dress- she's dressed like a like a dugger. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Like seriously, it's like long, uh, the it's long the, skirt. It's the beginning of a polygamous family, yeah. you know. Like, I with, mean, if they're going to repopulate, they got to start thinking about that at some point, right? With her dark <laughs> pantyhose, you know. It's like it's got that '80s like Sunday best dress thing where the front had these like over the shoulders had like those panels that went yes. down flat, mm-hmm. very pilgrimy, right? But like, it's like over, a like remember shape? when Rose wore that, and then it's yeah, like I was gonna say v. they're sort of like the darts in the but in it's the like shoulders. a panel of fabric that mm-hmm. goes over the over the shoulder and like drapes it. All I keep thinking yeah. is that if that dress Pilgrim. was black, it would be very Klaus Nomi. You know, yeah, because like, of yeah, the V shape, yeah, 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 and the big shoulders. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like such a hideous color too. It's like it drowns her out. She looks yeah. like blah. Yeah, she might as well be wearing a hat, like you know, like a polka dot <laughs> hat on top. You know, like then the kids are all done up, and then Hector's in a suit, oh and it's like, God. where, are, where they are they going? Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, where are they going? Like to go find? Are they just gonna house? go? Are they just gonna go sit in in the LA Cathedral? That's you know, where I would go. I would go for, to the new cathedral. And no one has had anything there. to eat in this film. True. Mm-hmm. Very true. They haven't eaten. Cr- well, uh, Sam had a bowl of cereal. You, right? don't, oh, even yeah. see them, right. you don't even see them like break into like a, I mean, a, a 7-Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you would think that you would get like, yeah. I mean, yeah. in all of these types of movies, like 28 Days Later, you yeah. always yeah. see them break into a grocery store. I would and think go Sam shopping. would be like, let's go get some Twizzlers yeah. or like yeah. M&M's, you know, like, yeah. Like non-specific chocolate because they, <laughs> they, they can't have the yeah. budget. <laughs> like, well, and also they they kind of make a point in this movie to tell you that the power is still on. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they could go to a Seven yeah. Eleven or a grocery store and get like a cold soda or a a big gulp or like a missed opportunities or for scenes like that of just yeah. going to just going to a convenience store. Yeah, yeah, or like going to like a a restaurant and making their own food. You know, like that would have been yeah, fun. yeah. You know, <laughs> that's why when we're saying like, where are they going? Like, are they gonna go to like the local IHOP or Denny's or <laughs> Hole in the Wall <laughs> yeah. diner and yeah, make their yeah. own food? You know, like I mean, uh, like yeah. and then. Why is Sam wearing her like "Let's go to Hawaii" outfit? Yes, I she's lo- in like a bathing suit and a sarong, her, yes. like her jet setter outfit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like mm. what is up with that outfit and her plastic those that plastic purse that was so popular <laughs> yeah. in the eighties? Yeah. Like, well, we have we also have to say that the very next day it rains like it's just a light sprinkle. Oh right, and, and it clears it, up. It everything. clears up the red sky. Red sky at night. Sailor's Delight. And it was an it acid up. rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clears up all the dust of the bodies. Right. Gone. Down the drain. Yeah. And now we it's a beautiful, it sunny 80s LA day. <laughs> and so who's picking up all the clothes? <laughs> right? It's just yeah. all the dust is washing away. The clothes are still so um, But yeah. And like, where where was she planning to go in that outfit? Like, for real. Is because she going it, to a rooftop pool? Because she wasn't going to go with them, it looked like. It looked like she was. they were across the street from each other. Right. So, yeah, what was her plan? Uh, and if she was going with them, why is she wearing that? Because she's, she's not dressed she's for the same, quite a, to the same party they're going to She's yeah. pretty far from the beach. Yes. I mean, she's going to have to, I mean, she could, she could just pick up a car. Just steal a car. Yeah. Just drive yeah. there. Yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch of keys all over the floor. It's 1984. The standard is not there yet. So I'm saying, there's what no rooftop rooftop pool. The ace, the ace wouldn't be flipped for no. a matter of decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then all of a sudden we get this young guy who's also apparently in high school. I guess, but I, I do love the joke though. It is a good joke where 
she's like, they're calling her to come over across the street. Right. And she goes to cross the street and Reg is like, well, you can't cross. It's red. And she's like, we're literally the last people. Yeah. <laughs> Steps into the street. Boom. Car. <laughs> yeah. And then it's funny to me that the car is coming one way. But then when he decides to pick her up, he does. He turns a, around. He does yeah. a U-turn yeah. and goes the other way. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah. And yeah, I guess but, uh, maybe he's taking her to the beach. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I um, love Sam's reaction too. She's just like, nice car. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? Where did you come from? Are there more of you? What's going on? Right. So she's just like, nice car. He's like, oh, you like it? I got 10. <laughs> yeah. And it, I stole a car, an entire car dealership. <laughs> yeah. And then she just hops in the car and is like, fuck it. Like, yeah. last man on earth. I'm going <laughs> to ride this thing, you mm-hmm. know? Like, and. Then we find out who DMK is. I mean, that's him. He's got the the, the vanity plate. Well, although that's the other thing too. Did he steal this car? Oh, right. He said he's got. He said he's got ten. I mean, I take it which the implication is like. I just I didn't even think about that. I mean, they probably didn't even think about. No, they didn't think about that either. They were just like, "This is DMK." DMK. But also, in the grand scheme of the movie, like it doesn't even matter. They they don't even cut away to Reg going, "Ah, DMK, right, right, right." You know, it's not even acknowledged. So I think it's just like, "Oh, you know, it'd be funny." Like, let's make the license plate for the people that were really paying paying attention. attention. Yeah, Yeah. it wasn't even like. I don't think it really, (laughs) really mattered at the end of the day. So a funny little thing. So Reg. It's just dropping out of high school and becoming a stay-at-home mom. I mean, I get with yeah, Hector. with yeah. Hector, however old Hector is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know we don't Hector's know. age. We don't know. But we do know Reg is 18. Yes. So she's barely legal. Yeah. They did make several kind of, like, allusions to, like, well, he's not my type, but... Right. And I think like, Hector is all of our types. <laughs> the last man on earth. The last man on earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, is that, like, this movie stays in Los Angeles. Yeah. So we don't know if there are survivors anywhere mm-hmm. else in the United States, um, let alone the world. And I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that there is, just because right. we got those kids. Yeah. The scientists, I think, may have alluded to other people being alive. So... But also very interesting that the scientists were in Southern California as well, you know? Right. Out in the like, desert somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Is there, their, their contingent have branches in other oh, states? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, cause we don't really know how the weird zombie people only got half affected, but also if those two dum-dums just kind of stumbled into some steel lined room. Right. How many other people, you know, were doing this? Totally, thing. yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Like the like the stock boys, they just turned out to be evil. Yeah, but they were dressed cool. Yes, <laughs> they just kind of cute. They're kind of cute. They just wanted their little. They just wanted their privacy and their little like. They didn't want anyone store. to steal their shit. <laughs> their yeah, coats. they had guns too, though. They did. Did this department store sell guns? Maybe. Well, you I mean, eighties like was a wild time. Eighties used to sell. <laughs> the, I mean. I mean, Walmart sells guns. Night yeah, of the Living still. Dead. Or not Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. Dead. There's like a... You can go buy guns in that movie. In the mall. Yeah, that mall has a whole gun store. That mall has like a skating rink in it. Yeah. yeah that mall had everything. Mm-hmm. That was a Midwest mall, though. Yeah. We don't get that kind of shit. I don't think I ever saw a gun store growing up. Or yeah. a store that sold guns. No. Oh, I did. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> like a like a, a good sporting goods store. Oh, like yeah, just to go, get, yeah, just to go like buy like sport, hunting like rifles or something. Or something. But I like, want to say that I want to say yeah. that in Great Falls, Montana, the big city about 100 miles away, the sporting goods store was connected to the mall. So you technically okay. could have bought a gun at the mall. All right. That's yep. scary. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, those people are a little bit more responsible. Like, LA, L.A. doesn't need to have a gun store in the mall. Um, but, yeah, there were, there were uh, semi-automatic weapons throughout this movie. I liked... I'm impressed that Sam knows how to shoot it. Well, that right. was her learning. That yep. was their, the whole... Le- I was going to say, I liked that scene of her, like, trying to shoot this gun, and it jams on her. I mean, like, it's pretty much like it. whenever you look up an image of this actress, it's that scene She's of the movie. Holding yeah. The, yeah. Is her holding the gun, shooting the car. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sam's, like, covering her ear or whatever. Yeah. It's a pretty good visual, though. Mm-hmm. It is. Because she's, she's still in the cheerleader. Yes. She's still in the cheerleader uniform. So she's, yes. like, holding that holding that, that gun. You're just like, all right. Okay. With, like, the buildings behind her and everything. Mm-hmm. Downtown. Yeah. yeah. Downtown. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, sort of the... Um, this movie kind of being reassessed in, like, the last ten years of people... That grew up on this movie, that uh, kind of start to track it down more. Yeah, the big reissue from Shout Factory, I think, was a pretty big seller for them. I think that I think I want to say that uh, Jeff from Jeffrey Mix from Shout Factory, when he came into TJ, said it was one of their first big titles that yeah. they ever did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he also mentioned that um, the two main leads do. Uh, um, do a lot of appearances yeah. for the screenings mm-hmm. around, you know, the states or whatever. Oh, that's good. Um, and speaking of screenings. Yes. Yes. We should talk about that. Yes. This is exciting. I mean, this is one <laughs> of the first big um, movies that we will be hosting a screening with Rudy. Yeah, We're going to be that. watching Night of the Comet. Yes. And you mm-hmm. can come join us. We will be screening this on October 30th. At Whammy Analog Media, uh, you can find them on Instagram, and they're um, in uh, they're in Silver Lake, right? Yeah, it's the border of Silver Lake and Echo Park. Okay, it's off Sunset. The address is on Sunset, but you enter on Rampart mm. um, behind the building, and it's a VHS shop Love and it. micro cinema. Love it. And I've been doing a screening series there for maybe half a year, a little over half a year, mm-hmm. and. Um, so, yeah, um, y'all will be joining me. We'll be screening the film, and then we're going to do a little Q&A with the audience and um, obviously talk about the film, but then also if the audience have questions for y'all about your podcast and movies in general. If you always wanted to see Scott and Pete in person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not quite a live episode, per se, <laughs> even though I want to see if we can possibly try to record yeah, we'll record it. the Q&A. I think we can figure out something yeah, like that yeah, to absolutely. issue it out as a bonus episode, but I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. be lots of fun. Yeah, if you, if you live in uh, the greater Los Angeles area, you should come on down. It's going to be a fun time, and yeah, uh, every now and then when we talk to guests, you know, if we meet them, meet people in, uh, or talk to listeners, if we meet people in person or if we, you know, have people on as, as guests, we we get that whole like, oh, it's it's so crazy seeing you guys talk. I'm just used to listening to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, I used to think that about like Kevin and Bean. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, I'd yeah. see them on the news and be like, oh, no. <laughs> no. We both have face <laughs> made for podcasting. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> yourself. To get. <laughs> Tickets are uh, will be on sale by the time this is on, um, and you can get them at Whammy. Uh, their Instagram. Let me just make sure. Yeah, um, I have the correct info. Um, give me one second. It's a really cool space. Um, I've hosted some really fun screenings already. I did um, whatever happened to Susan Jane in Times Square. <laughs> Cool. Times Square was really fun. Times Time Square, yeah. we love Times Square. Square. Square is amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I um, did a hardcore Latino punk documentary um, with my friend Martin, and we ended up doing three sold out nights of that. Which oh wow, was crazy! That's awesome. Um, so yeah, their Instagram is Whammy Analog Media, and then there's a link there. Their website is WhammyAnalog.com, which you can just go there and purchase tickets um, for. The screening, and you should check out their programming. There's a lot of fun stuff happening there all the time. Mostly film, occasionally yeah. comedy. Um, and they've been having some surprise guests um, and surprise hosts. Quentin Tarantino hosted something wow. recently. Um, I will be doing something very exciting in November, I believe, Ooh. which um, I can't talk about, Ooh. but it'll <laughs> be exciting. Fun. Cool. Yeah. And we will post links to everything. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, on our Instagram for the main image for this episode. Listeners, if you go to that on our Instagram, we'll have links to... Um, We'll probably put it the in the site. show in the show description and in the too. show description mm-hmm. as well on on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, uh, just through your app where you're listening, so you can get links to all that to to get tickets. It's going to be a fun way town. to end this month too. Yeah, absolutely. It's we're really we're fun. programming kind of some bangers this month. A lot of movies that <laughs> I had been w- we have been waiting to do yeah. since we started the podcast. Yeah, of just movies that everybody has kind of wondered why we haven't gotten to certain movies. It's because sometimes you have to hold the big ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes we want them for a really good guest. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We hope to see you there if you can make it. And if not, yeah, I'm sure we're going to be able to um, get that out there. Yeah. Like yeah. Said, Rudy, thank episode, you so much for yeah, coming back. Yeah, it's been a lot of yeah. fun. Um, a good start to our October lineup with this Absolutely. movie. Um, yes, yes. What are kind of some of your favorite movies to watch in October? Do you always have movies that you return to? Do you try yeah. to watch stuff that's new? Go back to old favorites? Like, what is your ideal, like, Okay, I'm a total October. nerd, but I have to watch one horror thriller film every day in October. I, I try yeah, Scott to. Does that. I yeah. try to do it. We, I try we, to yeah, do yeah. it, too, and I'll double up on days sometimes yeah. I can. Yep. <laughs> um, and I, I I started doing that when I worked at a video store mm-hmm. and I would every t- every shift I'd go in during October I would watch horror films you know yeah. um, but I mean I always have to watch Halloween um, the first one. Oh, and, I watched. I've um, watched. Same. I've watched Halloween twice in the past three months. Yeah, <laughs> and so, it's not even October yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a slew of new movies that I, you know, there's movies that I've seen on all the streaming platforms where I'm like, oh, I have to hold off till October. So oh, have, sure. Yeah. So I have things to watch. You yeah. Know? Um, but I always like to have a fun, campy horror film. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I also like like classics like the original Black Christmas. Yeah. Um, I, you so know, good. I'm open to, to like a lot of new stuff, but sometimes I get so disappointed where like, I'm like, 
with the new stuff where like I'm like halfway in and I'm like, am I gonna finish this? <laughs> am I just gonna I turn have it off? to finish this. <laughs> yeah. You know? But um yeah, I don't know. Um you know what I haven't seen in forever and the other day I was thinking about it was Stephen Keen's Sleepwalkers. Oh yeah. And That's I was like, a... I think I might revisit <laughs> that. Stephen King's <laughs> Sleepwalkers. I also confused with another movie from the nineties. I think it was made for TV about wild cats and like a house being taken over by like a oh. farmhouse being taken over by wild that cats. That is a different movie. That is a different movie. <laughs> yeah. But I always assumed that it was Sleepwalkers when I would go to the mo- when I would go to the video store. I always have to watch Scream. Oh yeah. yeah. Um there's you know a lot of early like Last House on the Left. Yeah. Um just yeah, a lot of cult classic type stuff. Um but yeah, I don't know. Those are some of my faves. Um, I'm trying to think. I know, like, I'm blanking right now. But yeah, horror is one of the genres that I do like to yeah. watch a lot mm-hmm. of. Same for us. I mean, that's the thing too. It's like it, it always. It doesn't have to be October for us to watch horror movies. Right, so it's right. just yeah. like, oh, we just watch Poltergeist. Oh, we just yeah. watch Halloween. Uh, we, you know, no. we're just constantly mm-hmm. watching these movies throughout the year. Same, same for me. But it's just like over the last couple of weeks, I've just been like. Oh, I'm going to wait on this one. Do you have yeah. a movie that you watch yeah. every Halloween? Because I kind of do. Like Halloween Day? I always try to watch um, John Carpenter's Halloween. Right. Um, I will usually just put on Scream in the background when I'm doing stuff. Right. But I also love to return to um, uh, John Carpenter's The Fog. That's oh, one of my favorite movies to watch on Halloween. You love the film. I don't know why. <laughs> Interesting. I should yeah. save it for the date it's of the big... I should save it for the date that they actually drop in the movie. It's in April. Oh, okay. Of the the day that uh, Antonio the, Bay was founded. But the fog yeah. is his big follow up to Halloween, mm-hmm. so it's like yeah, I haven't watched. Sense. I know what you did last summer in years. Mm. So I might revisit that. Good Fourth of July right, movie. Yeah. I tried to watch the TV series. Oh, uh, we did, never got we around didn't to even it. Start it. Yeah. I think I only got like two episodes in, and then I gave up. Okay. Um, I mean, we gave the Scream TV yeah, show say, a good we, try. We, we watched the first oh, season of it. I tried to watch that, and I couldn't. You do it either. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, I'm excited. October. I feel like this year. I bought so many decorations for my house and Ooh. stuff, which I haven't done in a while. Yeah. I just wasn't feeling Halloween. I think I might dress up for work this year. Nice. Um, <laughs> oh, I have I have Halloween off this year because my sister's coming into town. Yeah, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe this year I'll be fun <laughs> at work. <laughs> we gotta get our we gotta get our costume situation straightened out. We're the, my the, sister was trying the to clock plan is a, ticking. My sister is trying to plan a group costume and I'm just like, I don't I don't think it's I gonna always happen. Feel Nicole. like people need to be if she can make it like mm-hmm. group costumes i'm like i'm always trying to convince people to do children of the corn children <laughs> of the corn would be a good one <laughs> yeah you know, like someone needs oh, to be malachi God. and then just all the other <laughs> that's a good movie oh man we should do children of the corn linda hamilton that movie scared the <laughs> shit out of me as a child and i used to watch it by myself oh, at night man. and then have to stop it <laughs> You know, because it was so scary. Children of the Corn was one of those movies that I did not watch until I was an adult. And so it was scary. I, there was just something about that video box looking at it that I'm just like. Too scary. I don't think I can handle this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, Mm -hmm. as a child, it (laughs) freaked the, like, uh, when they're playing. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Children of the Corn, that's a good one to revisit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The first part, all the other ones are garbage. We haven't watched in a while the original Children of the Corn. So we got to, we got to figure out. 
figure out a time for that one. We'll we'll squeeze it in this this Halloween season. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we've got plenty of movies to watch. I mean, always the classics. But w- I'm always down to rewatch a movie that I've seen a million. Oh, times. Of course. Yeah. Are you guys looking forward to Hocus Pocus too? <laughs> of course, we will watch it. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those movies that we'll watch once. And then we will never watch it again. Can I confess something? <laughs> yeah, you don't like Hocus Pocus. I barely watched it last year for the first time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would have been older when it came out. Like, that would have been like a children's movie. Oh, my God. You know what's mm. so bad about this, like, 30 days of Halloween or 31 <laughs> Last year, I watched Halloween Time or whatever. Halloween Town? Oh. Yes. Oh, I, watched, tried, it. I yeah. watched it last year for the first yeah. time, too. I watched, I watched two of them, and then I watched... Twitches? Oh, God. <laughs> the Tia and Tamara witches. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I was kind of you, you were looking for content yeah. there. Well, you I was trying reaching. to look at the Disney yeah. like stuff. They've got some weird uh, quote unquote scary movies. Um, I was, we really so tried. I with did not. Halloween I was Town. probably a little older when Halloween Town came out, so I did yeah. not watch it on the Disney Channel. But when we watched it last year, kind of bored. Yeah. Like, I was. I didn't really have the patience for it. Yeah. yeah, and I saw that the the two stars of it like did some yeah. TikToks recently where they're like dressed like they were and they're like I yeah, the did girl they, from Tumbleweed. Did they get married yeah. or something? Or is that somebody else? They got I, married. I don't know. Some, oh, I mean, somebody I don't even from know a Disney are. kids I, thing. I said that all excited. Like, oh, what? <laughs> My dreams have come true. Um I <laughs> I do think that like what Hocus Pocus has going for it as opposed to the complete garbage that is Halloween Town. Uh-huh. Is that Hocus Pocus, <laughs> at least to me, for me, it's like, it's, it's a movie. Yeah. It's a real yeah. movie. Like, yeah. Debbie Reynolds, God love you, but Halloween Town looks like some... It's a made-for-TV Made-for-TV, holly-hobby, yeah. holly-lolly. It's the direction like, that Hocus yeah. Pocus could have gone if exactly. it was... Exactly. Ori- because that, if was, origi- if Bet that was originally no. intended to be yeah. a made-for-TV Disney If Bette Midler movie. was like, pass, then it would have been, you know, like Charlotte Ray and like... Oh, my God. I don't Charlotte even know Ray. who else. <laughs> Charlotte Ray and, and Cloris like Leachman. Cindy Williams reunite. or something. Like, like as, as Mary, you know. Um but yeah, or a, or a Cloris Leachman and Charlotte Ray re- reunion, um, which I would pay to see. But I do feel like it's got like the star power, and it looks like a movie. It looks like a theatrical like. So to me, I was always like, at least this is something real, and I just like Bette Midler as a kid because oh, I yeah. was super. I was weird. one of those weird kids <laughs> who watched Beaches all the oh, time yeah. as a child. My stepmom had the Beaches soundtrack, and I pretty much stole it. And I would watch and Stella mine. all the time. Do you remember? Oh, I, Stella, I, I just Stella, remember. Yeah. I just remember seeing the movie box of Stella the box, at yeah, the yeah. video store, and I'm like, this is this is an adult time. movie. Stella Dallas down yeah, and out in Beverly Hills. We are working our way love. through the bet, yeah. through the yeah. bet touch tone. Ruthless catalog. people, big yeah. business, love them all. She's amazing, and so I was like, okay, Ben, I can get, I can get behind this. Sarah Jessica Parker, I also loved mm-hmm. as a kid. I loved um, Square Pegs. Well, obviously, Square, Square Pegs. Square Pegs. Square Pegs is a really. I think Square Pegs has a really good Halloween episode. Oh, it does have a fun. Yep. Halloween oh, I episode. like to watch the Roseanne Halloween episode. Oh, love. of course, yeah. yeah. You gotta watch the one where uh, the whole house is the haunted house, yes, like the yes. walkthrough. Uh-huh. Um, 
And it's yeah. like, and Jackie is under the, the head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and little uh, DJ. DJ DJ opens up the door as the ninja. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's Voice like, over. Yeah. that's like the best one. Darlene yeah. is like the birds, right? Or something. Or, or is that another Dar- season? Uh, no, she's the Becky, flight attendant. Becky is the birds. Darlene yeah, and that one has like a alien. Oh, I thought, that, I thought that Becky, Becky it was a last the, minute costume. And I thought that yeah. she was like a dead flight attendant. She's the flight attendant because yeah. she says to the, whatever. To the, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. She does the birds in another episode. Yeah. Another season. Yeah. Go oh, watch uh, Roseanne Halloween episodes, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, this has been so much fun. I cannot yeah, wait to you. do uh, our screening. Yeah, that's going to be great. Listeners. We'll be talking about it on uh, throughout the month too yes, to remind absolutely. you if yeah. you live in LA. If you live go. in LA, we'd love to see you there. But um, yeah, we'd love to have you on again. Obviously, so we'll do this. Um, sometime in the future, if we pick another movie, maybe we'll do it for Halloween Town. And hold it for next year. No, we won't. No, we're not. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, to get your hopes up. But until then, I think it's time to bid you adieu and say goodnight. Bye, everybody. Bye. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. I'm so excited for this month. It yes, is going indeed. to be so much fun. We love October. We love our theme month. We love horror here. It would have been a horror podcast, but, you know, there's plenty of those to go mm-hmm. around. So we figured. We do it all. <laughs> one month a year. Interesting movie to start out on. Yeah, I've always loved this movie. I feel like movie. this is kind of a fun, like, hybrid science fiction horror comedy. Comedy, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like I mentioned before, kind of a kind of a Christmas movie. Yeah, it takes place. Mm-hmm. There's Christmas trees everywhere. Yep. And it's just one of those things that, like, if you like cult movies, you just have to see it once. Yeah. It's a classic cult 80s movie. I think Catherine Mary Stewart and Kelly Maroney are... 80s cult movie like icons they've both been in a ton of shit and like rudy was saying they do the con circuit yeah you know if you ever want to just meet them get photos get autographs they're always at you know doing horror cons and just doing comic-con type events they always have booths everybody that we know um that do those circuits, you know, Matt Emmert and Tim mm-hmm. Murdoch from Happy Horror Time and, you know, all those guys. Home I want to say Hill, that all those guys have pictures with Kelly Maroney. I want to say that um, Happy Horror Time has done an interview with Kelly. I think they have. Yeah. Yeah. I think they actually have. Um, so, yeah. So they're so they're great. And um, there's plenty of content with the two of them out there talking about this movie and and all the other movies they've done. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this was this was a really fun episode. So thanks for listening to that, everybody. But I think it is just about that time. For Patreon shout outs. <laughs> Yay. We actually have a brand new patron. Just signed so... up today. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to triple it up like a DJ, but that's not the kind of boot booth i have he just signed up today we would love to say hey hey hello to our brand new patron thomas Mm -hmm. oh wait our brand new patron thomas thank you so much for being a patron my friend along with all of our other patrons let's hear him (laughs) mark flemish giant jackson millie darcy Ted, Benny, Jermel, Melanie, Christopher, Susan, JJ, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Genevieve, Don, Joshua, Emily, Millie, Aaron, Melinda, and Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, 
and Rufino. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Even that. Man, you and that soundboard tonight. This soundboard it's tonight all over is the place. not wanting to cooperate. Oh my goodness. I mean, somebody could have told me that the soundboard didn't want to cooperate. Now a warning. Well, you know, and it's, the end, just going, it's the end going of the right episode, so. Do you remember where you parked the car? Sorry, listeners. We well, were just saying today how we have, have not used the Death Becomes Her sound bites in a while. I know. I got to I gotta throw those in a little bit more, but um, we'll, we'll be doing those soon. But, you know, uh, Patreon. If you sign up with Patreon, <laughs> you will get our monthly commentary tracks. We yes, are about indeed. to record a new one. I think it we will are. have been out by the time this episode comes out. And usually in October, like we did last year, I think we did like... Spooky, ooky, ooky I think ones? we did like three commentary tracks in October. Yeah, we did a lot. It was of one of those things that, well, we're just going to be watching Scream, so we might as well just be on the, <laughs> We yeah. might as well just be on mic watching it. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, yeah, head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay for all of the uh, additional uh, content that you can get from our Patreon. So, thank you so much. All that uh, donations go mm-hmm. directly into keeping the show alive and up and running and available on the internet for you to listen to for free and ad free i should also yeah. mention so check that out we'd also love it if you would rate review and subscribe to Give the show five stars yes indeed head over to uh spotify or apple podcasts and you can do a five star rating and you can also write a review mm-hmm. yeah we would love it if you wrote a review we'll read that on one of our episodes in the future You'll... oh we forgot to mention the newsletter You'll get the oh, newsletter, too. Yes, indeed. That's mm-hmm. part of the Patreon. So, um, yeah, do uh, five stars, write a review, all that good stuff, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and um, follow us anywhere you listen At to Movies podcasts. That Made Us Gay on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and on Twitter at MTMUGpod. Yes, indeed. If you'd like to follow our personal socials, feel free to do that. My name is Pete. I am at Peter Lasagna on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm Scott Youngballer on Instagram and follow my letterbox and see what I'm watching. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Until next week. Bye-bye. That red skyline, though, throughout the entire movie, you're like, oh, my God. Do you remember (laughs) uh, last – a couple years ago – I think it was like I know I think the it was twenty twenty. Yeah. All of the fires around LA, yeah, and yeah. the city straight up was looked orange. Like, yeah, you know, night of the comet. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Do you know who who we were recording with that night? When L.A. was like that, uh-huh. it was Dennis for our Sunset Boulevard episode. Oh, okay. I remember right. we were recording on that day of the night of the comet. Like Scott. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, those fires, man. They'll do it too, especially on Pasadena. It was like mm-hmm. crazy up up there, but. Um,